Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Second Act Actors. I'm your host, Dr. Janet McMorty, and I'm still a medical doctor simultaneously trying to pursue a career in acting. My guest this week is Galen Howard. Galen is another character actor. I've had a couple on my show, and I find them very fascinating. People who have very unique looks to themselves and have embraced this. Galen has an incredible story and has had an incredible career so far, and it's just absolutely growing. He has been a part of two of my favorite universes, the Star Wars universe, he'll talk about this, and the Brooklyn Nine-Nine universe. I love that show. As soon as I saw that episode with Galen in it, he's been in multiple, I was like, this guy, this guy, he's so recognizable. He's got such a unique look and is just so embracing it. And his career is just taking off. Please enjoy the hilarious and incredibly talented Galen Howard. Your story. How did you get into acting? I grew up in um, Northern California and um, was uh, was always uh, was always kind of an um, I would say I would describe myself as just kind of you know a little socially awkward and um, you know a, you know kind of you know one of one of those kids who was just constantly in his head but had like a you know overactive imagination and it was and acting was just a. Um, was just kind of a natural outlet. I was blessed with um, with parents who were uh, you know who are both artists and were able to think outside the box a little bit. So it was always kind of like you know, well, what's you know, what do you enjoy to do? What what do you enjoy doing? What's your what you know? What's kind of your what's your sweet spot? What's your happy place? You know, let's just focus on that and you know and and really kind of doing anything they could to encourage that. So you know, I think naturally, I just kind of. Yeah, I think started taking some some local acting classes. You know, kind of, um, it, you know, those little theater camps and and stuff like that. You know, that kind of like babes in arms, like, hey, gang, let's put on a show, kind of thing. Um, you know, over the summer, and um, and then you know was, um, you know, doing uh, you know, um, doing plays in in high school, and um, and then out of um. And then out of college, um, I didn't, I didn't take like the four year, um, route as far as like, you know, going to like Juilliard or whatever. I, you know, I thought for a long time that I, that, that that's what you were supposed to do. And I certainly tried that. I would, I, I basically just did my, I, I, I got all of my electives out of the way and, you know, and then just kept doing them again and again and again. And then while, while putting off all my all my academic requirements and then just, you know, and then just blew it off altogether to, you know, be in community theater and to be into, you know, write my own scripts and things like that. And I just, after a while, just realized, Hey, like maybe, maybe that just isn't the, the way to go. So, you know, I did that and, um, then, um, just continued, um, acting in, um, kind of the Northern California, Sacramento area, did some, you know, did a handful of short films and, you know, features and, and, you know, th- you know, things on, you know, very low scale, but, you know, a lot of, 
it, it allowed me to get in t- get a lot of time in front of the camera, and it, you know, and so that was just a that was a great experience. And then and then about back in uh, 2010, um, I moved down to Los Angeles, and um, yeah, and from there it was you know that's been a whole journey unto itself. But you know, from there it's just been you know just kind of uh, you know constantly just learning how the, you know early on just learning how the business business works there and um and then you know over time just building you know slow slowly building relationships building credits um you know and it just it just takes it it just takes longer than you want it to but that's but over time you know I've been very fortunate you know to get a lot of, you know to get get a lot of um you know memorable memorable enjoyable work so a lot of people I chat with who are second act actors, as I'm calling them, like myself, who a lot of us did do the summer stock, the theater camps, the high school musicals and everything. And then we were either told or kind of subconsciously told by someone or something in society that going to be an actor is not the reasonable or logical, sensible choice. And we're kind of actively discouraged into going into doing that. Where it sounds like you were the opposite. Did you ever feel pressure from anywhere or anyone to say, like, excuse me, Galen, like, you want to be an actor? Okay. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Thankfully, you know, I mean, I mean, I think where most people get the pressure is from family, um, you know, and discouragement. And, th- and, you know, again, thankfully, I I did not have that. I don't know. I don't know what what I would have done if I didn't have that support. I mean, I you know because you know I for for me like you know I I would try to do other things. I would uh, you know I um, you know again I um, I tried to you know I was I thought at some point you know maybe you know the idea of like oh maybe I'll you know um, maybe you know maybe I'll go into teaching or something get my you know get my degree go from there. Um, and it just, it, I was just so miserable in that, in, in the restrictions of that, um, on that, of that track. It just drove me insane. It's just not how my brain works. And, um, um, so I, it, you know, there were certain, there's certainly people where, you know, you know, you get the idea of like, oh, well, you, you can always, you can always come back. You can always do something else. Oh, you got to have a backup, whatever. And it's like, I just, I, you know, I just, I, I just couldn't do that. I just, that's, I mean, I think I, I certainly gave a thought, but it was always like, I, I don't know what a backup would be. I mean, I feel like anytime, you know, even if I was just doing a, um, doing a part-time job or something like that, I was just, uh, you know, I, um, I, you know, I, it, you know, it was, it was a disaster. And so I just, it, you know, after a while, it's just like, well, you know, I, I'm not going to be, you know, you just have to make pieces like, well, you know, certain people have certain ideas and I'm, I'm just not going to make those people happy. And I just have to, you know, make myself happy in the the best way I know how to. I think, you know, for a lot of people, like, I like what you said there, you know, it, it, it took time longer than we all want it to, to kind of build relationships. To build relationships. And yeah, I could, yeah, I think, you know, I think they always say like in LA, it's, um, you know, it takes like, it takes like three times to, you know, of seeing someone for them to really, to, to permanently get in their, um, you know, into their Rolodex, into their, you know, you know, it kind of permanently dialed in. Cause, you know, and, and I, cause I've had, you know, 
as someone who's always trying to, you know, build relationships and eager to meet people, like I'm at the point where, you know, I'll, I'll meet, I'll meet people and, you know, within a week, you know, I just, you know, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm lucky to, you know, you know, to be on a set and remember the names of two people. It's just, because it, you're, you're constantly inundated with new faces, new names, and it's, it's impossible. So, you know, to, to put yourself in the place of any, of any executive who's prop or, or anyone in, you know, anyone in the, anyone in any, uh, you know, place of authority, casting, producer, director, you know, they're, they're seeing, you know, hundreds of faces a week. And it's like, you know, how, you know, um, you know how, uh, you know, how can they possibly retain any of that? So it's, um, so yeah, so it, it generally it takes a while to, um, to kind of get in the, you know, get in the, you know, get in the memory bank of anyone and, um, you know, and to, you know, to just constantly, you know, yeah, yeah, to just, you know, build those relationships, those things, those things take time. And, um, you know, yeah, I think it does take longer than it takes. I think a lot of people, you know, will, will kind of fool themselves in thinking like, oh, you know, I'll, you know, I'll give it a couple years and see what happens. And it's like, realistically, I think you have, I think, most people will tell you that you have to give it at least five to really to re- and be and yeah be prepared to give it about five years before you before you see any any return. You know it may you it may it, it, you you may be lucky you may be um um you know you may be more fortunate but um you know generally you know you you know before you get any, you know start to see any consistent. Turn you know turnover. I mean, I was, I was fortunate. I knew knew some people in town, and when I got here, and I I was able to get a few a few jobs here and there. You know, in my first few years, I would have like you know maybe one one or two kind of you know cool jobs that I can you know write home about a, a year, and then you know from um you know whether it's a you know a movie or a web thing or something like that, and then. You know, from there, it's um, it, you know it, it can it, you know it could be very hit and miss, and so it it takes a while to you know really get the right agents and you know the build the right relationships that you're just kind of you know um, you know naturally just coming to people's minds. Hmm. Tell me more about that. Like, how was the build for you over time since you moved to LA in 2010? Like, that can be like really discouraging for anyone not like yeah people who don't have the experience going to theater school and like the and and stuff like that but also like just for like a human to like have to be rejected all the time in this industry how did that build for you go and what do you what did you do what did you find that was successful when it was discouraging it's like any kind of experience you you just have to develop a thick skin and you know sometimes that just means you know you know, you toughen up the skin by beat, you know, by beating up against it. And so sometimes you just have to be, you know, you have to face the beating of those rejections until, you know, they don't, until they don't hurt as much. And I think that's, re- there's really, there's really no other way to do it. Um, you know, I think, you know, I, I would, when I first started getting, you know, uh, you know, bigger auditions, more impactful auditions, you know, on TV shows and whatever. And that idea of like, oh, you know, this, you know, this could be, you know, quote unquote, the game changer, or this could change things or whatever for me, whatever, you know, um, 
have that kind of experience, um, um, you know, you kind of, you build that up in your head and, you know, you kind of think like, oh my God, if I don't get this job, you know, my, um, my life is over. And then, you know, you, you don't get the job and your life isn't over. And, you know, you go through that enough and that you just realize, okay, I guess, um, and then, you know, eventually you do get something, you know, you will, you know, um, yeah, you get, you know, you'll get it, you'll, you'll get a job and then eventually you'll get another job and, uh, you just kind of, um, you build it up to the point that you, re- you know, you, re- you can remember like, okay, yes, like, you know, sometimes this works in my favor. Most of the time it doesn't. And that's the other thing is that the odds are just always stacked against you. Um, and it, you know, out of, I mean, you know, I think if, you know, if you, you know, if you were to book, you know, you know, one out of, you know, 20 auditions, you know, I think that's, those are really good odds. You know, those are, that's a really good ratio. Um, you know, and so there's a lot of, that's, you know, that's, so by and large, you're getting rejected, you know, at any level by, you know, you're, you're, you're getting rejected far more than you're, than you're being hired. And yeah. And then the other thing is that, you know, the, you know, the odds of even getting an audition are insane. I mean, I think these days the it's about, you know, you can, you know, they, they can easily get, you know, you know, 1,500 to 2,000 submissions per role and then bring in maybe 15 people, 15, 20 people. And so your odds of even, so if you even are even getting an audition, you're among the lucky ones. So... Yeah, it's tough. It's just, it, it's just, and, you know, you just kind of, you kind of get used to it and you just, um, you don't, you know, you, you learn to kind of temper your expectations and your excitement level. You don't, you know, you, you might, you know, you might get a call back or get on hold and then you're just like, you get closer and closer and your, your excitement level rises. And then, you know, if you let yourself get too excited, then, you know, it, you know, if you don't get the job, then it's just a huge, you know, um, drop down. And, and, you know, so generally, you know, you, you keep your, you know, you focus on the work, you keep your expectations low, um, but still just, you know, I think the, the main, the, the, the key for me is just, is enjoying the work. And, and that's like the heart, I think the hardest thing to remember. I think when we're, um, when we're spending most of our time auditioning and not actually on set, it's, it's hard to remember that, oh, this is, this is, this is the, you know, this is our, this, oh yeah, this is our favorite, this is my favorite thing to do. This is, you know, and sometimes, you know, when you're not actually, when you're, when you're, when all you're doing is just in, you know, saying lines to a disembodied voice in your bedroom, um, it's, it can, um, it can, you know, it can be hard to, um, to kind of tap into the joy of the experience. And I think any, any way that you can do that and, um, and just, um, you know, kind of cleanse your palate and, you know, just anything that can remind you of, of, of why you, of why we love this is just, it, I think is so key because it can, it can be very easy to kind of get into burnout phases or to just, you know, to, um, you know, to just kind of, you know, resent the process, you know, but, you know, when you're in a pro when, 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 you know, when you're often getting so, so few returns is, you know, just really, you know, appreciating and, you know, protecting the process.
Yeah, and I think there's a big thing with with expectations of what people think a career in acting is, and I think we put that on ourselves, even though we know, like, yeah, I know the audition is the odds are stacked against me and blah blah, but there's still this like deep down little voice saying, but the expectation for a career in acting is to be doing acting, and so when the expectations aren't met, that's when you get the resentment, right? And you start to even like resent when you get an audition, like it yes. pops up and you're like. God, great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, it's sometimes, yeah, yeah, sometimes, it, yeah, it's, it, um, yeah, it, it's, it, yeah, and it's, it, it's, a, it, it's hard to have a, it, you know, because, because things are so, um, mm, you know, and, and, you know, so, you know, things, things are so inconsistent, things are, you know, uh, things don't, you know, it doesn't behave like a normal job, and, um, um, you know, I, I mean, I even remember, you know, a while back, I, um, I, uh, I, I was, um, you know, and had a, had had a stressful few months and, um, you know, had a, had plane tickets booked to go back home. And then like the, the day, like the day later, I, um, I got a, um, you know, I, I got a job offer, you know, just out of the, like out of the blue, a job offer. And literally my first thought was, oh shit. You know, and it was like five days of work and it was like, you know, something people would kill for and like the, but you're so, it, you know, it can be so stressful of just like adjusting everything and, you know, it was, and, you know, and then of course, yeah, you set that aside and it's like, oh, okay. Oh yeah, that's right. This is, this is great. You know, um, thank you universe. But yeah, you can have that moment of just like, really, you know, and it's just, yeah. And that's just how it is. And, you know, it's. In, you know, and that's and that's just what we sign up for. And, you know, sometimes, you know, any job we love is frustrating, you know, even when it's great. What do you find you love most about acting? Like, what drew you to this? Like, why do you keep at it? What do you love about it? Why is there nothing else? I think, I think for me, um, I mean, because, you know, I, again, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a constant, you know, I was a, I loved I loved telling stories as a kid. I love that I, I, you know, I love that kind of avenue of expression. I loved the, um, you know, the the way you know the way that I could express myself in that kind of structured format, um, and um, was um, was so freeing for me. I think I was someone who kind of, in many ways, you know struggled to find my voice, um, and, you know, a way to be heard, you know, among, among my peers and among others. And I think, you know, having that, um, having that outlet to express myself and, you know, and in a structure that, you know, people are listening to you and what you're, and what you're saying and doing has impact, I think is incredibly, you know, empowering and enabling and, um, and I think also I think what I what I really love about acting is um, is the the way that it allows us to kind of take our own personal experience and turn you know take the most painful parts of our personal experience and turn it into something beautiful and that um, and how um, you know the the you know, especially you know as a as a character actor um, you know the how the um, um, you know, where you're playing so many kind of um, crazy characters and, and you know, um, you know, unseeming characters and, you know, that sort of thing is that, you know, the, um, 
I think this goes this goes for I think and any any actor who's really going deep in their work is just that the you know the 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 parts of ourselves that we find the most the most unattractive the most unappealing the most kind of you know damaged or ugly you know are 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 often the you know our greatest assets as an actor and I think that that's um that that's an incredibly empowering and freeing experience Tell me more about what it's like being a character actor and how mm-hmm. did you become that? Like, was that a discovery of what your niche was? Yeah. How does one become a character actor? You know, again, I had, I had the experience of, all, you know, people constantly saying like, you're weird, you're quirky, you know, blah, blah, blah. And you kind of get, you, you kind of get that kind of foisted on you. And, you know, and that was certainly how I experienced things. I was, um, I always experienced being, you know, the odd person out a little different, you know, kind of seeing the world differently. And I think that that gives me kind of access to kind of, you know, offbeat characters and, you know, playing, you know, kind of, um, you know, playing, you know, playing kind of odd characters. I think that just, you know, my, my mind just immediately goes there. It's, uh, you know, I, I have those, I can easily access those kinds of idiosyncrasies and that sort of thing. Um, and I think, um, yeah, I think, over, um, yeah, I think even, um, even when I was younger and, you know, I, I think, you know, I, I, I think the look that I had at the time was much, what wasn't, was a little more general, wasn't as specific. Um, you know, I think, um, I think as I, I think as I aged, um, you know, I I would find that you know, kind of, um, you know, uh, you know, as you know, as like growing out my mustache, growing out my hair a bit, and you know, ways that would kind of um, that would kind of distinguish my character one way or another, distinguish my appearance, um, you know, really started, um, you know, re- you know, really started triggering things for people like, oh, the mustache is great, like, oh, now I. Now I see you in all of these different characters, whereas before, where it's just you know, kind of clean cut kid, it's like, oh well, yeah, you could, you're a little different, but you could kind of be anybody. And you know, then when I kind of added a little bit, it was like, oh well, there's all these other, there, there's all these other kind of characters you, I can, you know, people can see you in, you know. And I think, and that's yeah, you know, that's the other part is just being very specific because I think, um, um, you know, um. You know when 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 casting directors are you know are are again dealing with you know you know a thousand submissions you know they don't have time to use their imagination they don't have time to look at someone's picture and be like oh or video and be like oh well maybe if they did change this and this I could see them in this they just simply don't have time or headspace for that so you have to kind of you have to spoon feed all of that to them you know because they you know because because they they don't have time to to do that themselves. That's such a great point. Yeah, they can't. Ex- well, they could extrapolate if they needed to, but like you said, they don't have the time. But you know, I get, and that's, I think that's an important distinction because a lot of people will say like, "Oh, casting directors have no imagination." It's like, no, they do. They just don't have time to use it. They're literally they 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 have they have eight hours to to you know to to to, li- to line up audi- to line up auditions for ten different parts. You know, going from you know. A th- you know, five thousand submissions or more. You know, and it's it, you know, there's just no, there's no way that they can, um, um, that 
that they can just you know spend you know you know spend two minutes kind of you know think mulling it over with every with every actor. It's like it's just you know no 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 maybe no 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 yes no 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 maybe and that's that's all they have time for. Yeah. So make it easy for them. You have to. Other yeah. Yeah, you have to. You have to just make it easy for them. Do you have any favorite characters you've gotten to portray? Oh, sure. I mean, one of um, one of my first um, one of the first films I did out here um, was a, um, a, a feature film written by one of my uh, close friends, Ryan Finnerty, who is a great com- comedy writer and is also. You know, written a lot for horror and other and, you know other genres. He's just and he's just an incredibly versatile and bril- and gifted, imaginative writer. And he um, he wrote this. Um, a, uh, he wrote a a, a feature um, that was kind of kind of in the uh, you know kind of in the found footage genre, kind of found footage adjacent to found footage thriller, um, set in a, um, a, a, a you know kind of a um, like a, a Jim Jones slash Manson kind of um, religious uh, suicide cult, and uh, called it was a film called Children of Sorrow. Really intense film it came out on Lionsgate, and so I played kind of one of the acolytes parishioners, you know, um, in that, you know, and just kind of you know following these like very damaged people who are kind of just been you know kind of you know slowly you know kind of you know churned through the mill, you know, in this cult, and it's, um, you know, and, and it's, uh, you know, really, you know, really creepy, um, it has some just really, you know, you know, really creepy, really ac- kind of accurate moments of that whole cult mentality, and I think, you know, that, I mean, the, the whole, um, the whole theme about cults is, um, uh, you know, I think something that's really, you know, become part of our zeitgeist and is, um, really, um, you know, continues to be something that we're all fascinated with, you know, with, you know, everyone talking about anything from like, you know, the the next, anything from like, anything that ha- captures a cult mentality from like Nexium to, you know, LuLaRoe is, uh, you know, people are, you know, people are fascinated with that. And You're so speaking I, my language. <laughs> I, <laughs> I have so, listened to all those podcasts. Me too. Me too. I've, you know, watched the, oh yeah. Love it. Watched all the, po- yeah, watch all the, watch all that stuff. Yeah. Listen to all the podcasts, all the series. Yeah. I know I'm obsessed with that. Um, so, you know, that, that really kind of, um, yeah, I mean, that really kind of got me thinking about cult, uh, you know, about the cult mentality and everything like that. So, and then, you know, playing just this, you know, incredibly kind of damaged, emotion- emotionally stunted character who's just kind of a, you know, a victim of this, um, of this construct was just, was just great. It was just, you know, kind of a, you know, I, I you know, I was able to kind of, I think, bring a lot of myself to that kind of character. And, you know, you really, you know, that was a character I really fell in love with, um, you know, um, Another, yeah, and then then more recently, kind of, in in some ways, kind of playing on that theme. I think I, I, I find myself playing kind of these sort of, um, and often playing, you know, kind of characters who are a little naive, emotionally stunted, you know, um, you know, almost kind of man children characters, um, and um, you know, and kind of. Um, um, easily led kind of characters, and you know that was you know kind of keeping on those themes, but in a much you know a much softer, lighter context was um, uh, a film that came out uh, j- just earlier this year called um, 
Moon Manor, um, which is a it's just a a beautiful film about um, you know about a, an older man coming you know um, kind of uh, coming to terms with his mortality and kind of the last days of his life and um, or the last day of his life um, and um, and is you know someone who's you know decided to instead of you know um, mourning you know you know, mourning his, you know, mourning his, you know, you know, the last days of his life and, you know, instead chooses to celebrate it. And, um, it's just, it's a, it's a beautiful film. And, you know, this, you know, you know about, the, you know, so, you know, as we find, you know, follow this character who's, you know, who has chosen to, um, it, um, to, um, you know, in a very beautiful way, you know, end his own life on his own terms. Um, he's then, um, you know, approach, you know, he's then, you know, experiences, you know, all these different characters who are responding to in their own way. And one of them is his, is his brother who is a church parishioner and is, is protesting the, you know, his, um, you know, his decision and, and has then roped in one of the other parishioners, kind of a, kind of an acolyte, uh, kind of easily led character uh, in, you know, and, and that's the guy I play who then kind of slowly begins to realize his, you know, his ulterior, you know, um, his mentor's ulterior motives and kind of begins to have a little bit of a, you know, change perspective and, and being able to, you know, play a character like that, who's, you know, so, you know, so accepting and loving and, but then kind of has this, um, you know, this kind of changed, uh, changed viewpoint kind of, you know, you know, the, you know, has this, you know, you know, this kind of arc, you know, towards the end is, you know, that was, that was a lot of fun, especially, you know, to, um, you know, where, you know, a, you know, a role, um, in a film where the, you know, the, the primary storylines are just so powerful and that there was room for this other, you know, this kind of B story with this character was just really fun. And, um, and then just had to, um, just had the opportunity to work with just, um, some incredible actors like, um, Lou Taylor Pucci, Deborah Wilson from Mad TV, uh, Richard Reilly from, uh, from Office Space and, you know, countless other films and television shows. So, um, so yeah, that was, those two are, you know, high, high on my list for sure. I do have to ask, and I know you probably get asked this all the time. Sure. But my partner would kill me if I didn't ask you about your experiences on two of his favorite universes, Star Wars and Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, please. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tell me about that. What was that like? Oh yeah, no, great experience. Yeah, um, start. Yeah, the yeah, uh, Book of Boba Fett came about um, during the. Um, during the pandemic, uh, we shot that, um, we shot that, you know, just as production was, uh, was coming back in 2020. So I think I shot that, you know, December, just like right before, right before the holiday. And, um, yeah, that was, um, that was incredible. It was, um, I mean, it's, I mean, what's remarkable about it is just how kind of, un, you know, easily and uneventfully the, you know, it all came together. I think I was just, I was, um, I was sent the sides, um, and it was, um, I had, um, I, I, I had auditioned with that office before and, um, for, um, for actually another universe, uh, the, um, Marvel on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I booked with them before. And, um, and so I, th um, um, 
I, my my understanding is they weren't they, they weren't sent they weren't uh, posting that uh, those roles publicly for Star Wars. I mean because it's so so under wraps. I mean anything that would indicate what it might be, they just can't they can't do that. I mean so they were very hush hush about all of that. Um, and you know they wouldn't you know you know they were so they were so secretive about it that they wouldn't even. They, they wanted to have as few parties involved as possible, so they wouldn't even... Usually they'll send the sides to your agent, and then they'll send the sides to you. They didn't even want to in, include the agent. They would just send them to the actor directly, you know, just to have as few as few copies of it out there as possible. And um, so, you, you, so I received that. Um, I think the... Um, I mean, I... I knew that that office was casting was you know it was beginning to cast the Star Wars series and you know and it had um um you know I think um um I think uh, you know I, th- I think it it did indicate you know somewhere like you know un- uh, untitled like um uh Disney plus uh you know Disney slash Lucasfilm so you know, you can kind of deduce what it might be <laughs> from that but um. But funny enough, I didn't. This was before uh, the Boba Fett show was officially announced to anyone, so mm. I I wasn't sure if it was Mandalorian or if it was something else because you know, especially you know, because uh, you know, Boba Fett and Fennec and had uh, you know had made an appearance in Mandalorian this, that yeah. last season, so yeah. it could have been continuing with their characters. You know, in in fact, it was you know that was. That was, you know, they were setting them up for their for for their own series, but you know who knows. So mm-hmm. um, uh, you never you never know when you're you know, when you're with that. So you know, I just um, I think I did um, you know I did a couple takes of that of of that scene. I have really only one primary scene with lines um, in the second episode, and then um, uh, and then that was and and then I think I was um, you know. You know, they checked availed. You know, the next week, and then a couple of days later, was you know had the offer, and um, and yeah, it was. It all came together just you know very simply. There was very you know there were very few hoops to jump through, and um, but yeah, the experience was incredible. I mean, you know, they were they were filming on the um, on the volume in in Manhattan Beach. You know, the digital um, the the you know the digital sets, which are just. It's just an incredible experience. It's just like you know, you feel like you're you're thousands of years in the future with um, you know both both you know technology and then both literally with the in the setting itself that they're creating. So it's yeah. um, you know it, yeah. So it's um, you know it's it, it's it's incredible. Um, but um, the um, you know the cat the the cast was amazing. It's um, you know it was. Um, and you know, even just even just playing a minor a minor character, you already feel like you know you're part of that universe, and yeah. Um, and yeah, it was an amazing experience. That's awesome. That's yeah. so great. Yeah, no, it was very it was very cool. Everyone was, um, yeah, you're you know just around these you know, I, you know iconic characters, iconic actors, you know, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, being yeah, you know, being. Being du- being directed and advised by you know John Favreau and Robert Rodriguez, I mean, it was it's an amazing it's amazing you know yeah um you you know even if you're only seeing the top half of their face you know and everyone was still kind of adjusting to that I think yeah um yeah. you know I, I think instead of um 
I think instead of, sh- you know, in lieu of shaking hands, John Favreau was bowing to everyone. <laughs> Which, you know, I mean, only, only John Favreau could get away with that. Yeah. You know, somehow yeah. made, it somehow worked for him. Yeah. It made sense. It yeah, made sense. Like, yeah, so like, yeah, that works. works. Yeah. yeah, that works. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was, it was, yeah, it was fantastic. Um, my, um, my, um, my favorite story I heard is, uh, you know, is, is um, working on the, working on the volume because the, you know, the sets are, you know, ever you know, the, all the backgrounds are digitally projected and um, it takes a moment to kind of realize like, oh, that's, you know, this is a, you know, this is real in the foreground. Everything over there is fake. And, um, and uh, one of the, one of the crew members told me that um, at one point, one of the, um, um, one of the COVID officers almost um, approached one of the digital actors to put on their mask. That's how you know they're doing their they're doing their job. That's how you know it's working. I have a funny story about that because so in Toronto they filmed Star Trek, and so we have oh, yeah, one of yeah. those volumes now. They brought it. They brought That's the same awesome. tech from Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett to Toronto, That's and awesome. um, I did some med- yeah I did some medical consulting on the show and got to be in the volume. And nice. one of the one of the directors said something a very similar story about there was a background actor who like walked smack into the screen thinking they could yeah. keep just going down this road. Because <laughs> for the yeah for for a lot of the background they just get brought onto set you know moments before the shot. Yeah. So yeah. they don't, you know, yeah. So for me and others, you know, yeah, you're you get a, a moment to acc- to to acclimate and kind of yeah. see like where the horizons are. So yeah, so you're not so you're not doing like a wily e. coyote, yeah. you know, <laughs> walking into the train tunnel. Yeah, you know? exactly. It's a it's a incredible piece of technology. Like it's wow, insane. It's insane. It's insane. It's yeah. absolutely insane. And I remember looking over the shoulder of like two of the guys who were like running the digital stuff, just because mm-hmm. I was like so fascinated. And I was like, this is just insane. This is in- it's there's no other word to describe it. It mm-hmm. was like it's in- unbelievable. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. If you have any advice for anyone who is interested in pursuing a career in acting or thinking about switching careers. Oh man. The, uh, yeah, I wish I had clear-cut advice because I think, you know, the reality is it's just it's going to be a little different for everyone and um you know, I think I think the bi- you know um you know, the I mean, when you're first starting out, I think it's, you know, the biggest, you know, the biggest thing to do is to just, um, you know, is, is to do as much as you can. And, um, and then, um, you know, and then just kind of, um, you know, and then, and then kind of figure out from there what, what works for you. And, um, you know, I think it's, um, you know, if you've, um, you know, just you know, constantly try to experience as much of it as you can. I mean, I think, you know, some people can fall into doing like background work and that sort of thing. I think, you know, if you're first starting out, I think it's if you've never been on a big studio set, you know, I think that's a great thing to do for as a mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah. doing background is a great way to get that experience. As long as you're as long as you're clear that that's what you that's that's what you're there for is to just experience, you know, to learn what it's like to be on a big studio set, you know, if, you know, to get, um, to get experience being on the different studio lots, that sort of thing to just kind of know, you know, you know, learn, you know, know your way around a set is, a, and, you know, and, and, and get that experience. That's a, you know, it's a great way to do it. I think, um, you know, when I, 
when I first came to LA, I was aware that, you know, the, um, you know, the level of education that was available to me in, um, you know, in Northern California was, you know, wasn't like, it wasn't like that in, um, in Southern California. So I was, mm-hmm. you know, I, I was, you know, getting, I was taking acting classes down there. I was just doing anything I could to just, you know, keep immersed, you know, uh, you know, a hundred percent of the time. And I think that's the big thing is like when you're first starting out is just, you know, um, immerse yourself as much as you can in classes, in, um, you know, going to events, going to screenings, doing, doing whatever you can to just, um, you know, to breathe in, to breathe in as much as you can, to learn as much as you can. And then it's, you know, you, over time, you know, a lot of that becomes natural. You then, you know, you, you can then kind of build on that. And, uh, you know, and some of that is, um, um, some of that is more, it just comes more naturally. But, you know, in those first years, you have a great opportunity to just, you know, just completely immerse yourself. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think there's any other way to do it. That's great advice. Is there anything you're looking forward to coming up? I just shot, um, uh, a film that was uh, a, a small part in a film that was just announced um, um, from um, it's an it's an antho- kind of anthology you know genre mashup film called uh, Give Me an A and it's um, uh, from the um, um, from the uh, producer and filmmaker uh, Natasha Halivi Gunn who's the, one of the primary producers and filmmakers behind it but it's um, it's a it's a it's a film that that's that's brought together about you know I think about twenty different film female filmmakers and it's all in mm-hmm. response to the Roe v Wade overturn and oh, wow. you know using different um, uh, using a, using different genres different styles um, and you know they've they've had a, a number of incredible actors come on board like Sean Gunn, um, oh, wow. uh, Virginia Madsen, uh, Alyssa Milano, um, Melana Vantrub, uh, you know, so it's just, you know, a lot of people have lent their time to this incredible project. And so that'll be coming out early next year. Nice. Yeah. Do you have any final words of wisdom? Oh my goodness! <laughs> I know, right? No pressure. Who knows? What a ridiculous thing to say. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, you, know, you know, I don't know. I think, I, you know, I, I again, for, again, for me, it's like this is the, this is the only thing I, um, um, you know, I it, this is the only thing I love, I, I love to do, and, um, you know, I think you know if there was, if there was something else, I want, I. I if there was something else that brought me joy, if there was something else that I felt like I could excel in, I probably would have done that instead. And I think that's, you know, for, for me, there's really no other choice. And I think that's, that's, I think that's the way you know that you're in the right profession. You know, Mm -hmm. so you just don't, if you just don't have a choice. I mean, I think uh, some people have the, have the fortune of being able to choose and, you know, have, you know, are multi-talented in that way and can make that decision for themselves. And, you know, for me, I just didn't have another option. So I think, um, I, I think what, you know, if you, if there are other, if, if there are, if there are many things you enjoy doing, I think, um, you know, you, you, you might consider doing those, doing those instead of acting, because I think you have to, you have to love acting more than anything, you know, and, uh, you know, just because of the, 
the amount, you know, the cha- the amount of challenge that's involved. I think, and that's that's the thing. It's it, you know, you just you have to be, you have to have a reason to justify the you know the amount of challenge that's involved. And I think if you're just thinking, well, you know, I'm you know, this might be fun too. Then you know, I mean, just you know, why put yourself through that amount of pain if you don't have to? You know, that's that. Yeah, that's my. That that's my thought in the matter, and you know, and you know, and, and, and to, and not to say you know how how incredible the experience can be, but it's uh, you know you just you you have to be able to you you have to have that fortitude to put yourself through that amount of suffering, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and if you're if you're doing something else that's um, that's that's just as fulfilling, then you know, then great, I think you're one of the lucky ones, you know, but um, but otherwise, you know, you. You know, you, you just you just have to find ways to make it enjoyable for yourself, and um, and so that's um, you know you, you know you and and if there's and if there's a point at which um, it's no longer fun, you know, then I think there's really you know I know many people who have who have switched career who have switched out of acting have done something else have raised have chosen to focus on their families other things and I think that that's in incredibly noble and if you know you know if if it's if it's no longer fulfilling if you found that it's um that it that you had a great run and then it's no longer bringing you joy and there's something else and you find there's something else that is i think that's great and i think that's there's absolutely no shame in honoring that mm-hmm. yeah I'm you know just as like you know i know you're talking about you know you know, second act actors, I think, you know, uh, you know, there are a lot of first act actors that have had a second act somewhere else. And I think that that's just as valid. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think we so often get pigeonholed into what we're, I remember being told, like, I didn't even realize growing up that you could maybe even switch jobs. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know why that was such a permeate, like a thing that just permeated my brain. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's exactly, if it's not bringing you joy, I think, honestly, it sounds like a little bit hoo-hoo, but like life is too short <laughs> yes. to, if it's mm-hmm. not bringing you joy to make a, to make a change. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, and I'm, I know, I know a lot of people who have, uh, you know, have stepped away from it. Some, some have stepped away from it just, you know, for a year or two and just, yeah. and then, and, you know, and have just stopped the chase and then, mm-hmm. and then let things kind of, you know, taking care of themselves and letting things kind of fall together as they will. And, you know, and I think have been better for it. And I think it's, you know, the, you know, there's so much pressure in this business. And I think, you know, it's, you know, I think the big thing is just like really listening to yourself and taking care of yourself in that. And, you know, if you, if you need to take a break, I think then you, then you honor that. And if there's, and if there's some, and if you find yourself being drawn, more drawn to something else, you know, it. You don't. You know, you don't. You don't owe it to anyone. You know, no. There's. You know. You. Know, I think. You know, you know. No one asked us to be an actor, and no one is telling us that we have to do one thing or another. I mean, we yeah. we chose this for ourselves, and if we at some point we want to choose something else, I think you know. Then that's then that then then that's up to us, and then and that's and if that's if that's what we need, then we then we honor that.
Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And thank you, Galen, for being my guest this week. I so appreciated you taking time out of your busy schedule. Guys, go follow him on social media. He is doing such cool stuff with his life, with his career. He's doing his teaching. He's doing outreach. And he's just a fascinating, fascinating human being. Also, go check out his, you know, guest spot on Brooklyn Nine-Nine and in the Star Wars universe. Go do it. Oh, incredible guy. Thank you, Galen. I hope you will all tune in next week for another episode of Second Act Actors. Bye. Second Act Actors is produced and edited by me, Janet McMorty. Theme music by Guillaume. Additional sound editing by David Studio. Additional video editing by Jackie Wadoer. Show notes written by Sarah Hopkinson. I record using Riverside FM. If you're interested in developing an interview-based webcast like mine, I highly recommend this platform. Shoot me an email and I'll direct you to the wonderful folks there. If you or someone you know is interested in being a guest, email me at secondactactors at gmail.com. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. My love language is words of affirmation, so compliments, constructive criticism, and feedback are always welcome and encouraged. Negative Nancys, Judgy McJudgersons, or Debbie Downers, unless you're Rachel Dratch, regarding me or my guests are not welcome. It takes serious courage to share your story with the world, so if you're tempted to negatively comment about someone else's story, please ask your therapist why you're such a garbage person. Save the drama for the stage. On that happy note, I hope you'll tune in next week for another episode of Second Act Actors. Bye! Bye!